Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. It's Monday, April 14th, and on this week's podcast, we discuss the best and worst things in the world of bikes, Paris-Roubaix, and our one good question about how to find the best online viewing for cycling races and to become an internet sleuth for quirky bicycle goods. My name is Tim Hayes in Gainesville, Florida, where I'm a co-owner of a bicycle shop. I can be found on Twitter at the Super Rookie. I'm joined by Matt, the little guy, Allen, a bicycle messenger in Minneapolis, which means tomorrow is his favorite day of the year as a 1099 employee. So, little guy, how many sets of Campy Delta brakes did you write off this year? I didn't. I didn't write off any Campy Delta brakes, unfortunately. I wish. I wish I could have, but uh, it didn't happen. Matt, um, but taxes are painful. Matt can be reached at the little guy Matt on Twitter. Just look for the egg icon. You will surely find him. Also on the line is Spencer Howe from Boston, where he works in the industry. How did the bicycle race go for you yesterday, Spencer? It went about as well as I could have expected, with a lot of excitement thrown in for good measure. I'm over it. Done. Well, you will get there someday soon. Spencer can be found on Twitter at Spencer Howe. That's H-A-U-T-H. For more rants, please follow my Twitter account. And we can be found on iTunes, and we just got on to Stitcher. Just look under Slow Ride Podcast, and we hope you give us a review and a subscribe. We also have an internet website at theslowridepodcast.com. Paris-Roubaix, which you guys deemed as the best bicycle race in the world two weeks or a week and a half ago, is the magical race featuring the cobbles of northern France and the finish on the velodrome in Roubaix. What was the best of the week? Because I'm assuming something came out of that for you matt um i would, i for me the whole race was really great up until the end where <laughs> it was a bit of a letdown not that turfster won that was cool he's a, he's a great rider he deserves it but just that you had this great you, it was really great lots of excitement and then you had a big pack of favorites and they all just kind of looked at each other and talked for a couple minutes so it was like I, a, uh, so it was like they a were broken they were, so they were broken. broken. They, they were pretty destroyed. But it was a great race. Life. It was excitement. It was good to see, you know. It's, I think it's always kind of great when there's like a star like Tom Boonen who'd ha- been having a bad season and didn't quite have the form, so he had to go out early and try oh. to make a big move. And he Dude. was mad and like flailing his arms in the break. He was so ang- angry and agitated. So angry. Was awesome. That was good. And I'm sure Spencer almost, his mind exploded when he saw Thor. Um, I do. Oh my god! Into that break, so I'll leave that for Spencer. But for me, yeah, Perry Bay was great. It was a great race. Definitely the best in bikes this week. Yeah, it was a little bit of letdown at the end. I gotta say, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it oh, was. Man, I, I expected in fight. I expected like Cancellara putting attacks, and then I thought Wiggins would try to go long and like all this stuff, and then they all were just done. I mean. They were just all blown, you know? It was awesome. You'd never see them that destroyed where they just can't do anything anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm super impressed by Tapster. I can't believe he, like, he may have been just attacking to, you know, set up for, to get caught for a counterattack or whatever, but, like, to what? even be able to go and then to hang on for 6K, like, oh yeah. dude, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, my best is definitely Roubaix for the week. Like, you can't beat it. I mean, nobody... I don't know. There's no, there was nothing better going on this week in, in bikes. Um, but, you know, I'll get a little more specific, I guess, than just Brubay in general. Like, the, the race tactics were awesome. Uh, 
you know, usually like in years past, it's been kind of quick step, uh, mostly being like the one dominant team that does, does the tactics and does the moves and kind of controls things. And, and this year, man, it was really different. Like they were there, but BMC was there, like trying things and, and running the show a little bit. And Belkin was there doing the same thing. And it was kind of awesome. Like they were all, there was more than one team's tactics that everybody else was trying to deal with, you know? Like yeah. it was, it was. There was a lot of dynamics going on until the uh, until the final group kind of uh, formed. Have, but, have uh, you guys have you guys noticed though that if 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 Quickstep messes up a race, like they mess up a big race, like they messed up Flanders, right? Yeah. They didn't yeah. get what they want out of Flanders. If they mess up a race and then there's another race soon thereafter, oh, they, they always win it. that next race. They... Like they messed up Head Volk. Or whatever, or Het Newsblad, or whatever. They they and then they got Kern Brussels Kern. I feel like if they mess something oh, yeah. up, you have to be. They're gonna win for sure the next day. Like there's no way yeah. they're not messing around. Because they like, won't they be all fed. are so worried they're gonna get fired that they they make sure it happens. If money has to be exchanged, handshake, special, oh. whatever. I'm just saying. So it's from- weird. For me, when I judge a Paris Roubaix like against each other, if they're good or bad, it's purely based on the number of times a train is seen on the camera and if it stops the riders, right? Mm, like that didn't happen. I know. So I was like, so therefore, this Paris Roubaix was miserable because there was, there was wait, wait, one high-speed was... train that came across, but it didn't really affect. It... The... It stopped. Uh, it stopped the FDJ dude from yeah, getting but... back to the break. Yeah, Ooh. and he sat there and like gave thumbs up to the camera and stuff. He was hamming it I up. Know, it was but, awesome. But it wasn't like the, dude. Uh, dude, okay. he was a French guy. Yeah, he stopped went on by their magnet train that was going really fast. But I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, with that, I need to get into my best of the week because you know oh, yeah. we're talking about Paris Roubaix forever. But okay, so. Yeah. I'm going to go mountain bikes here. So the first thing up is Mountain Bike World Cup is back on, and it's on RedBull.tv. And, oh, my God, their coverage is amazing. they got the downhill stuff, and they've got the cross country. Julian Absalon, who's apparently is some good mountain biker from France, <laughs> won. I, I just learned this. Um, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah, who's that guy? But anyways, there's this guy, Nino Schurter, current world champion. And he got a flat tire, just like I did yesterday. Except oh he rode it like crazy for the final, like, for half a lap. Then he still got second, but he was, like, doing sweet tail whips on the dirt jumps. Anyways, fantastic coverage. That would have been the top. But Gainesville, what? that would have been the best of the week, the Mountain Bike World Cup. Okay. But in Gainesville on Saturday was the tour to Gainesville. I'm going to give it a quick plug. 147 riders this year. It's a 70-mile jaunt around all of the mountain bike trails in the city. Really cool to see just a bunch of people coming out on bikes. So tour to Gainesville if you're ever looking for a fun so, time. So these trails go through, like, woods and, like, hills and stuff? Or do they go through, like, strip mall areas and, like, uh, loading zones and stuff like this? Kind of all Death that. Labs. Well, so... Cause, goes... I mean, I just imagine Gainesville is kind of like a... <laughs> One giant you know... strip mall? So. So it goes through the University of Florida campus, which is hilarious. There's some trails there, but they're they're all like one and a half to three mile long sections of quasi illegal trail that yeah. you know sometimes chest high poison ivy, sometimes hub deep water, and 
you come out in a parking lot and then it's like oh where's the next trail go and then you kind of got to know the cut throughs to the next section Mm -hmm. so is this like the opening scene to rad where you're like jumping over the neighbor's fence yeah just totally that tour to gainesville is amazing the trail system here it's pretty good it's real tight and technical so you know it's really it really um hones well with my skills of bike handling oh yeah and um it's a it's a great time we're, we're done those are the best of the week i just want to quickly revisit our picks uh for paris-roubaix last week oh yeah uh, because you know little guy said sep Benmark was his guy who but i also okay. said Top i also 10. said sep but i think cancelera will actually win so. okay well either way you're wrong so that's that's pretty good though i mean you're okay. up there pretty good uh timmy your... timmy said uh christoph yeah, shut up. Uh, Christoph did did not finish. He did not finish. That's right. No. Um, I picked Stebar, which basically means I won because what? with the three quick step guys in the move, you know, it could have been Tepster or Stebar that went, and you know, if the other guy caught, the other was going to win. So they're basically the same guy. The same. That is really <laughs> so, stretching. I think so I got my, one because I got like quick step dominating and and totally winning. You know, basically I'm right. So I just wanted to point that out. All right. Well, That's I'll make sure that this doesn't get edited before we come back with the worst of the week. Is it depression or disease? Tell it to the millipedes. back for the worst of the week in bikes and i'm gonna start it off the worst thing ever like ever in bikes is flat tires i paid 65 dollars to do a mountain bike race this past week and i flatted blew a sidewall seven miles in so bargain price of about 950 did you hit something i hit a giant rock so i i got a question just to lead off to you guys um how many patches have you ever had on a tube like so what's the most amount of patches you've had on one single tube Oh man, a really unreasonable number. Yeah. Like, the, so the uh, most I've ever had is four. Yeah, I'm probably about the same. Though I have, I definitely have had that on like a race bike. You know, like <laughs> I've had that. I've had that on like a wheel where I get a flat and I take it off. And I'm like, wow, I've been racing on this. This is a pretty ghetto tube. <laughs> yeah, so. I kept that to the work bikes when I was messaging, but uh, you know. So yeah, uh, little guy takes it to another level. All right. So, so all my all my tubes have patches. All your tubes, okay. Let's let's get going on this flat tire talk. Are either of you fans on Tuffy strips, Mr. Tuffy's? You know the Kevlar reinforced uh, tire no. liners. They're no, they're I, stupid. You should just buy good tires. Yeah, I used to use them a lot when I use really cheap tires, messengering, and then I just started using better tires, and it stopped uh, being an issue. And finally, do you guys remember? I kind of have this tire, like someone once told us that we were supposed to put baby powder in the tires themselves, and then you put the tube in, and then the baby yep. powder helps like avoid, what was it, like avoid pinch flats or something? That's, I think the idea, it helps it so it doesn't like, you know when it's hot out, the, the tube kind of melts to the inside of the tire, and yeah. then it doesn't move as freely. That was what the clamp told me, and so obviously. So, it was, so it was truth. Is this, a, 
Is this a known thing to use baby powder on the inside of a tire? I think so. I've always yeah, wondered though, a... like, ride in the rain, like if it just turns into slime <laughs> in there, you know. So do you yeah. use? Do you still yeah. use it? It's one of those. You know, occasionally I remember, but no. Spencer, what's the worst of the week for you? Dude, worst of the week. Okay, so we had, uh, you know, we had a whole bunch of stuff coming uh, at us in the bike world the last few months, and it's kind of been building. And uh, you know, we had Frostbike, and now we had, we just had Sea Otter, and there's more of it. And I'm just, I'm at the end of my rope, and it's it's gravel racing as a fad. I can't. That's your worst. I'm, I'm just I'm sick of it, dude. Like, but you like gravel, gravel racing, racing is awesome. Like I do, I like it. Like I really like Almanzo is one of my favorite events that like ever of all events that I've ever done. Yeah, and I don't have any uh, problem with gravel racing itself or okay, people that just, gravel race. Yeah. I have like I'm just sick of like the whole industry latching onto it now and being like, oh everybody's got a gravel specific tire now. Oh here's a gravel specific frame. Like, dude, it's the same type. You just put the word. It's like you crossed out whatever word was on there and wrote gravel, and now you're charging ten dollars more for it. Like, you gotta add grinder yeah. to everything. Oh yeah. my god, just go home, dude. Yeah. Like, we've been doing this, man. Like, so is this the new fat bike? It. They're mm. really pushing for it. Yeah, I think so. It's the summer version. Something. Yeah. Is there a fat bike gravel grinder? Fixed gear uh, gravel fat bike. All right, little guy. What is your worst of the week? Well, you know, I was gonna stay with Perry Roubaix. Um, the last, the last bit was a little disappointing, but I think really the worst was was like reading the post race interviews with Tom Boonin. He just sounded like a jerk, and I want to like him because he's so handsome and fast. But um, he oh, just man, sounded. That's... He sounded like it. such a jerk about the fact that his teammate won, you know, just like, I don't know, I just, if you, you can go on cycling news and read the little post-race things with him, and it just was, really, just felt like, it just felt like, man, he did, you didn't have it this year, and your teammate did, and you gotta, you just gotta admit that at this point. See, dude, I don't just, know, he might have had wow. it, though. Do you think no, that... he didn't have it. He did not He was not looking have so good. He was looking so he good. He looks good. Well, he He's wasted... handsome. Well, <laughs> he doesn't have it. Yeah, that's yes, true. He does look good. Yeah, I mean, bone it. But I mean, but, maybe he wasted all his energy flailing his arms around. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! I don't know. Speaking I of which, so. I need to bring this up. I'm sorry, Timmy. You're gonna be sad. Oh. Okay. There was a great bike throw in the Perry Roubaix. Did you see it? No. Ah, oh, it was during the Forest to Arnberg when Gregory Rast hit the fucking ground, and he picked up his uh, bike and he pitched it into the trees. Really. And. I just feel kind of bad for Trek because they, they came out with that ad that said a bike you'll never want to throw away that you brought up a few weeks ago, and uh. <laughs> I just, uh, it got chucked into the woods. I and the worst nice. part is it was Gregory Rast who's totally <laughs> like, so what, I mean, we we could talk, we could spend a whole episode sometime talking about how every racer I've ever deemed my favorite either yeah. gets busted for doping, yeah. um, does something illegal with I don't know what, like, criminal background or underage girls or it just, something. It just goes horribly or, wrong. Pretty yeah, quick. so yeah. it was really bad. Yeah. So I, so I'm thinking now I should just start naming my, like, announcing that my favorite racer are people that I just don't like, like out of spite. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think they'll still know deep down. But I, but I, like I was telling you, like no longer are the guys caught for doping. Now they just fall down a lot and end up in the hospital. Yeah, like, like if you like Fisher. a guy, I read the race <laughs> report the next day. It just says ended up in hospital. So with that, we're going to move on to our one good question. First email feedback over this past weekend. Only three weeks in. So thanks, Stephen. Um, you win. And you actually, uh, St- Stephen's an old friend of mine um, from back in Minneapolis. I first met him at Critical Mass when I first was riding my Surly Crosscheck long, long time ago. So he asks, what's the best place on the internet to watch cycling? Because he's used cyclingfans.com and it's worked, you know, good, but sometimes it doesn't work. And he was just wondering what would be the, the best place and what, what do we use? I've got a couple of suggestions and then uh, we can talk about it. So first off, you do have cyclingfans.com, which can be a total disaster because who knows what kind of viruses you're going to download or pop-ups. The other one that I really like to use is the uh, on certain races run by UCI Cycling, you can use the Hola app. Hola app? I don't know. H-O-L-A. Just look for it it's, on it's, Chrome. It's Spanish, Tim. It's Hola. Hola. Use the Hola app and then you can change your geo uh, setting so if it's a you know Eurosport feed you can set it to be a British IP address and then you can get it but what's yeah. what what's your best experience in finding a bike race to watch little guy because we can't watch bike races here in the United States for some reason unless you want to deal with Paul and Phil uh, I just usually go to cycling fans I've had the most luck with them really for the most part um, I did subscribe to cycling TV years ago, as you'll remember, because we were gonna, we like sort of shared it for a little bit, and um, that was frustrating and um, terrible. Um, and those people don't deserve anyone's money. Yes, yeah, so just... don't go to cycling.tv. That is the <laughs> worst you, thing ever. Are you still paying them, guy? No, like, I'm I not. Like no, they, they, I had to send them so many emails just to cancel. And I, <laughs> I think the last one when they finally accepted my cancellation, so they stopped. You know, just charging my my credit card every month was the one that had a lot of you know swear words and expletives in it. You know, it <laughs> it was so frustrating. And after at a point, I thought like they're never they're gonna charge me forever. Like they're in the UK. I mean, this it'll cost me more in like legal fees to just get this like fifteen dollars a month thing taken away. It never worked. When it did work. It was always some pointless race that you didn't want, and they'd always say like, "Oh, we're gonna have Amstel Gold," and then a day before they'd be like, "Oh, never mind, we don't have it. You can watch it for free on this other thing." And you'd be like, "Jerks! Like I'm paying you fifteen dollars a month or whatever." Yeah, that was uh, yeah. cycling.tv, a horrible, horrible disaster. Do you? Good do you idea, g- bad thing. Do either of you guys yeah. have like a tactic? Like when you get to cycling fans and he has all those links and it says like English broadcast feed yeah. one, two, three. Like, do you always go like, Ooh, I'm going to go with three. Cause maybe my, Sports, luck. I, <laughs> dude, I goes. go, I straight go to the last one. Cause I'm like, I think everybody goes, you know, in order. And I, I want the least amount of other people sucking up the bandwidth 
So That's a good idea. Really? See, I think the same thing. And then I start the overthinking it. Like, oh, everyone's <laughs> going to the last one. It's kind of like when you go into a bathroom and there's three stalls and you're like, oh, do I take the first one? The third one, no one takes the middle, right? Because yeah. no one wants to be in the middle. And that might be the cleanest one. So I... <laughs> It's a lot of etiquette this... involved there. Yeah. Yes, a lot of etiquette. Yeah. Um... I think you just gotta go with Sforza, man. You want you want the Eurosport feed because you want Carlton Curvy or whatever his name is, because he's amazing and he gets so excited. But really, the only one that always works for me is Sforza because they are the most passionate about the bike races. That they're willing to like it'll work no matter what. I feel like. So <laughs> I have a couple network. tips. Okay. Um... And these aren't necessarily. Like, I usually use uh, uh, cycling fans if I if I can. Um, if it's not something I need to watch at the moment that it's happening, uh, you can get the torrents later in the day. Usually three four hours later, uh, download the whole thing in like half an hour and uh, watch it. Uh, you know, and be able to pause it and get a get another you know snack from the kitchen or whatever and come back. Um, and the the picture quality is always really good. It's not choppy. Your feed doesn't cut out. Um, so that's a good option. Um, and, uh, you know, we can tell you about the secret place to do that if you don't already know uh, in the links below. And um, another, another tip, which is good to use, uh, you know, if you've got an iDevice, iPad, iPhone, uh, there's an app, a web browser called Puffin um, that I've been using that, uh, you know, because the, the iPhone uh, or Safari or whatever notoriously doesn't really work well with the flash and you can't watch a lot of uh, those live feeds on, on iPhones. If you use Puffin, you can. Um, so there's a, there's a pro tip for you if you're uh, driving in your car down the freeway on the way to somewhere and you really need to watch the end of Paris-Roubaix, you know, hey, you can watch it, stream it on your phone and, you know, try not to crash. I do like the idea that the guy that I met at Critical Mass in Minnesota in 2000 now is going to be driving his car down the freeway going, oh, man, I need to watch some crappy Belgian bike race. Dude, some really good my, Belgian bike race. On my iPad. Right. Oh, man, we've got yeah. change. So there you have it. I Risk risk the uh, the viruses. Or you can just get into mountain biking and watch RedBull.TV. <sighs> Where they have it all archived and streamed with amazing HD video, and you don't have to pay a dime. <laughs> the the next question from uh, Stephen, real quick. It was it was kind of about used used bikes and if there's a formula for a fair price for used bikes. And Craigslist is the best way to see what the good price for used bike is, right? But yeah. I think that you guys are really good at this. So I want to ask you this question: What is the greatest thing? you've ever found on ebay in regards to bikes that like you you were like i have to have this when you accidentally stumbled across it mm. um my 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 i don't know one one of my greatest was that i i found in sporting memorabilia i found a centurion frame and so it was at like a dollar because it was it was in the wrong category nobody else could see it so i paid like a dollar and then like twenty dollars shipping to get this, um, you know, pretty decent like uh, Centurion frame, and I was I was really excited about that. I didn't even need it; I just had to buy it um, so were because you like, it was a dollar. So you were just sitting there laughing like you you idiot! You put this under sporting oh, yeah. memorabilia. It's probably I, I was grandma. looking for something else, and it popped up, and I you know I was like, oh, that can't be real. And I looked at it, and I was like, it is, and it's totally mislabeled. And I kind of feel bad for the guy, but I also I'm, I'm gonna totally take advantage of him and buy this frame for one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and get and get what you know like if i walked into a bike shop would have been you know like a hundred dollars you know frame or something like it just a fine decent frame but like um you know would have been a hundred bucks for an old frame and i paid like you know twenty dollars with shipping it was it was beautiful and what do you have any uh hot finds you've ever found on ebay spencer you know i uh, i've had a few um not so many well a few recently i guess but uh usually i have pretty good luck um you know if you're not looking for something uh you know crazy fancy or whatever like uh you can you can find some really good stuff uh searching for kind of oddball terms not totally oddball but like tube set terms like slx you know things like that you can you, you can turn up some weird like really rad like steel frames stuff like that um i got some gerchotis and uh, i bought a tomasini complete bike uh, a few years back for like 200 bucks or 250 complete like with had the the old shimano 600 group on it so tomasini super prestige now the frames are selling for 1200 bucks by themselves and i kick myself every day that i um sold that bike uh, i made a made a good profit on it but not that good I don't know, man. The most the most fun of eBay is that tension at the last minute when it's like thirty seconds and you you put in an amount and then you're watching it and then at like six seconds it goes up to some insane amount and you and you have just like no time at all to decide whether or not you want to try to outbid them by a dollar. No, you know you know what you need oh, to do, guys. You know tension. how you need to play this. You gotta have mm-hmm. strategy. You gotta no, have the same page open, your same auction on like five or six different tabs. All mm-hmm. with different prices already preloaded in, right? <laughs> so you just That's need to smart. you hit bid and you're like outbid, go to the next tab, bid, outbid, yeah. go to the next tab, bid. Yeah, I got you, sucker. I do want to say that next Sunday for us here in Gainesville is kind of the first big bike swap in a while. Like Ooh. they had one a couple months oh. ago, but this is the first one where they're advertising yep. to all the bike shops, and so we're gonna be there. <laughs> and oh man, I. I'm going to try to bring my A-game to the bike swap that I've learned from you guys, learned from uh, a couple other people in Minneapolis. My favorite bike swap story is seeing little guy totally geeking out. I think it was a um, um, a picture of Fignon. Oh, was yeah, of, that was it amazing. Was, it was, it was, that was great. <laughs> so I got to tell the story. It was behind this guy's table, kind of like <laughs> leaned up, covered by other things. And, you know, little guy goes up to the table and he's grabbing hubs and playing and spinning with everything. And then he's kind of like, oh, what's that over there? You know, kind of not really directing any interest to this poster. And, then, you know, and then he makes Spencer go up and ask for it like 20 minutes later. Like, Spencer, there's this picture over there. Yeah. I <laughs> no one else was into he this idea at all. He's going to charge oh. me too much money. <laughs> so I, I had, had to, to have that poster, like, man. Is, that, I mean... is that thing for sale? And he was like, I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so who awesome. bought it? I bought it. Well, Spencer bought it for me. Yeah, I bought it and then uh, gave it over to Lou. I think uh, I was too nervous I'd mess it up, man. I had to have that thing. I mean, there's there's a lot of things I wanted at the swap, but I would have I would have cried if I'd seen somebody else walk away with that. Um, yeah. it's a it's, it's a still... CD ad for uh it's a Learn Fignon CD ad from from it's '84. He's in the yellow jersey climbing. There's like a French boy jumping up behind him. Um. <laughs> There's a family having a picnic in the background. It's he, it's in my he, it's in my dining room. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it still hanging up in the dining room? Yeah. Does he have glasses on or not? Like, what's? Does he have what? Does he have his glasses on? Yeah, of course he does. does How he have does he his get to see on? without his glasses? No, he's it's it's '84. He's in the oh. yellow jersey. Is he helmeted? 
helmeted. No, come on, the okay, ponytail. Okay, good. I... It's it's um it's pre like real ponytail when he just kind of had the locks and he had the um headband. Okay. So it's a good time period. Well, if I find something like that or something even that much more amazing at the first, you know, I think it's the second annual Gainesville Velo Swap, I will make sure to let you guys know and yeah. report it. You should see if they have any Gary Fishers. I hear they're worth a lot of money. Oh, that that's that's my worst in cycling, just in the back back pocket. In case I can't come up with anything, I'm just gonna say Gary Fisher's. So, Thanks. all right. Well, with that, we're gonna uh, wrap up this episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Slow Ride Podcast, and online at theslowridepodcast.com. Russian brides if I didn't watch uh, pirated cycling feeds so <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>